Joanna. Hello. Have you seen Netflix's biggest streaming show, Squid Game? I haven't, but it's everywhere. I know I know I need to see it soon. So the premise is basically like the Hunger Games, but for adults, more like R-rated. Okay. So if you had to choose three NFL players that would make a foursome team with you to like compete in some sort of like life or death games, who would you choose? Oh. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know what these games are though. I feel like everybody else is going to have a one up on me. <laughs> well, I, mean, I just mean like any any random because like I've only seen a couple episodes, so I don't know what the games are either. But I mean like any sort of random okay. like uh, like Hunger Games type f- survival of the fittest type games. Okay, well let's just say let let's just immediately take Tyreek Hill because okay. if there's anything that has to do with speed, we're good, right? Yep. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay, so then we're going to also want to take somebody super smart. Um, so I want to take Richard Sherman for that. Because he is in, like, what is he? He has, like, a doctorate, doesn't he? Um, um, and yes, he's high energy, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, let's just, for strength, let's go Derrick Henry. All right, perfect. That, I had, so I, I wrote three down, too. So I had Derrick Henry as my number one. Okay. So I was I was with you there. I think strength and speed pull through like whatever. I had Aaron Donald because I got another strength guy. And then my I smart like guy, that. I was thinking the same way. My smart guy was Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's smart, but he's also slow. So if it comes down to like we're escaping from a monster, he'll be the slowest one. So I need someone slower than me. Just, just in case. I love that. That's great. I, <laughs> I mean, I was just hoping they would like carry me through this, you know. That's true. That's true. We'll have to have people yeah. vote on which team they like better between Tyreek Hill, Richard Sherman, <laughs> and was... oh wait, who is your first? Per- who is your fourth person? I wrote Derek Hill. I don't know who the hell that is. Oh, oh, I did. Was oh, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. No, no, no. That's who you had. Yeah. So I'm just gonna like be like on a backpack on Derek Henry's back. The whole That's time. good thinking. Yeah. And I, I had a head start on my answers, so <laughs> yeah, I, was on the I had that advantage. But yeah, I'm glad we both had Derrick Henry. For sure. Welcome to Sports the Podcast Fantasy Show, a Sports the Website podcast hosted by Mike Lavery with Jason Olivo. Hear them laugh, hear them cry, hear their five-year conversation on if Blake Bortles is good. Well, this is the kind of speed, the explosiveness the Carolina Panthers are counting on on D'Angelo Williams. A 28-yard touchdown throw for Danny Amendola. Michael Floyd, Floyd battling to get to the end zone. Floyd extends his body for the touchdown. And thank you very much. David Wilson returns the favor. Michael Finley, heck, there were three guys on him. So anyways, this is the Sports the Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm, I am Mike Laver, I'm your host, and normally I'm joined by Jason, but Jason couldn't make it today. So Joanna stepped up, and I think you're going to be uh, an occasional guest on the show whenever our schedules match up. So that will be exciting. Yeah, I I love the fantasy aspect of it, so I'm yeah, here well, for it. Welcome to the show, and I guess I mean we haven't really announced in general, but we're gonna we're doing some sort of like podcast in general where it's 
us, Steven, Steve, and Bryce, and Jason um, does the fancy show. So I'm going to try to do like three times a week. We've been, I think, two weeks in now. We've been doing good. So welcome to the team. I'm excited to to like do this consistently because I used to when I got out of it. So I'm glad I found some smart, passionate football people. Yeah, me too. I mean, like as a female, I'm like super pumped. <laughs> um, although I did have a couple of people that were like, you have to stop having hot takes because like nobody's going to respect you. <laughs> I was like, eh, no, that's not going to happen. What? <laughs> Give me, give me an example of one of these hot takes. I have no idea. Um, I think it was when I was talking about um, Rondale Moore and um, Waddle and how I don't think that both of them are going to continue to be top receivers, but one of them might make it. Um, ironically enough, I was like on my DraftKings team, I had the choice of taking either of them this week because they were the same price. And I went back and forth, and then they both just completely did not do well. <laughs> so I should have listened to myself, I guess. <laughs> I did choose Rondale, for the record. I think uh, hot, hot takes are what get people to talk about your takes. And, you know, as long as you get, like, one in five right, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> that's all you need for a good percentage. That's, that's fair. So we're going to go over... Uh, you know, the same topics as normal. So we're going to start off with week four reactions. Um, I didn't even pull up the scores because my brain is not working today. But I guess we'll start with, with, the, with the big game. Um, to me, at least, the Patriots and the Bucks. Yeah. Was there anything in that set out like fantasy-wise? Um, not really to me quite as much. Um, I mean, I'm still like, I've still been watching Jacoby Myers, um, yep. because like for me, you know, like he's supposed to be the number one run, uh, receiver on the Patriots. Um, and it's like, okay, what is Mac Jones going to do? Is he still going to be leaning on Jacoby? I mean, he hasn't gotten a touchdown yet in his entire mm. career, <laughs> but he still puts up fantasy numbers, especially in PPR. Like I think he put up like 16.8 or 16.4, something like that. Um, so I continue to watch him and it's just like continuing to be just standard for him. I think. Is there anyone in that Patriots offense besides Myers that you would feel confident starting week in and week out? Uh, no, maybe Harris, I guess. <laughs> but for me, he's like a flex right now. I still don't, I've never trusted Patriots backfield and I will continue to not trust Patriots backfield. Yeah. One of the takeaways I had this week was I was very, very impressed with Joe Burrow with the caveat that yep. he was playing the Jaguars. Sure. Do you... What, like, I don't know. Everyone in that offense is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I, I, last year was like a huge fan of Burrow and really excited about him in general. Um, and I, I, I do also, I, I keep watching the Bengals and I'm like, what's going to happen here? And it's mm -hmm. just like really exciting to me. I love it. Um, Jamar Chase is, I mean, Definitely, you can see why Burrow wanted him so much. They definitely have a connection. Um, and I, I didn't know if he would be as good in the NFL. Like, you see receivers who are amazing in college that come to the NFL, and it's like, womp, womp. Um, but he's doing really well improving himself. I have him in a couple leagues. I'm happy about it. Yeah, me too. And, like, a lot of people were worried in the preseason. 
he dropped some balls and has said some weird comments about it. So I think that kind of like not completely tanked his value, but his value definitely took a dip. And I'm I'm so thrilled that he dropped to me and he, like he's like my number three or number four receiver in some leagues. Yeah, I like some weeks I'll have him on the bench and some weeks I'll put him in. Um, well, so far, I mean, there's only been four weeks. I think I've only had him actually sit on my bench in one league once and maybe in the other league a different week, but like I've had him playing once either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I I like his value. I see him as more valuable than some others just because I think that like it's going to be consistent. So even if he's not, you know, having those big like 20 point games, he still might have those 13 point games. Like if we're thinking PPR. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a big, like, I'm fine scoring, like, a standard amount, like, 120 in PPR and just, like, seeing what happens there. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't need the ceiling. I, I want consistency. Yeah. Uh, another takeaway that stood out to me, and this team made a, a, I don't know how big a move it is anymore, but they, they brought in today Stefan Gilmore, mm-hmm. and that is the Panthers. I... I'm mm-hmm. very impressed with what I'm seeing from Sam Darnold. I, I've always been a big fan of his, and I thought he got a raw deal with the Jets, as <laughs> as one does. Yeah. Um, if, is he a week-in, week-out fantasy starter for you? He's not for me, not yet. Um, I Last week, I think, was the first time that I looked at Darnold and I went, hmm, maybe there is something to you. Um, I was excited about Darnold when he first got drafted by the Jets and I was like, sweet, this kid's going to be awesome. I actually think like I put money on the Jets <laughs> like in Vegas. Um, and then it was just like complete fizzle and nothing happened. Um, but yeah, this was like probably the first week that I looked at Darnold and I, I was, I saw some more promise than I've ever seen before. Yeah. And it's not like, not that his weapons are bad. But without McCaffrey, his like he doesn't have a ton of weapons, and he's still getting it done. Like if you switch yeah. the QBs on that team, like how, like the Cowboys and the Panthers, I still think the Cowboys would have won. Like not not that he, I don't know. I just think like if he had some real weapons, I would love to see what he could do besides just having DJ Moore and an often injured elite running back. Yeah, um, well, I still. I, I was I was excited to watch Darnold knowing that he was not going to have McCaffrey this week mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you, you're like, oh, well, he has McCaffrey. Like, he's fine. Like, he could just lean on him. It's cool. Um, <laughs> and so I, I was excited to see what he would do and how he would do without him. Like, because that's like your support blanket, right? Even if you're not using him, he's still there if you need him. Um, I was big on DJ Moore last week. Uh, whenever anybody was like, should I play DJ Moore? I'm like, yes, put him in, like do it. Like (laughs) he was my sink or swim guy this week. Um, and I, they did really well. I mean, if they had a bigger receiver there, um, would they maybe have won? Maybe, but I, I mean, DJ Moore really took care of business in my, my opinion. Yeah, I knew I, last time we talked. I knew you were you were pretty high on DJ Moore, anyways. Um, I have one more player that really caught my eye this week, and okay. I'm I'm torn on them, and that's Chase Edmonds. Mm. 
he obviously, ha- you know, he's getting at least four catches a game, but he's only getting, he he's only gotten twelve carries twice this season. Every other the other two games have been less than that. Can we trust him as a number two running back if he's only getting fifteen touches a game? See, you're asking me this, but like literally the last two weeks, I'm like, can I trust James Conner? Because I, I have him on my oh, bench. Oh, I do not trust James Conner. <laughs> I I really like Conner, and I think that he was underused last year, which like made his value not as good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think that they are a strong committee. Um, but as far as like relying on either of them to get your touchdowns, I don't know. And right now, like Kyler Murray is kind of just like, you know, Mahomes two years ago, it's free real estate. So I actually don't even like having to choose anyone on Arizona right now, as far as fantasy goes. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, do you have any takeaways from the week before I move on to our next topic? Um, yeah. Can we talk about Taylor Heineke, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's on, he's on my list of pickups. Yeah, let's talk about him. Um, okay. He, I've already been talking like him up the last two shows that I've done. I love the kid. I am super on him. Um, I mean, like there was a couple times like where he's just like avoiding sacks and, like that one for the Terry McLaurin touchdown. Yeah. Like when he avoided that sack, like I was like, oh, wow. And then like he throws up that lob with like this shaky ball. I'm like, no, yeah. no. And then all of a sudden, you know, just like, oh, it's just McLaurin here. Just flop for the touchdown, like in triple coverage. Like, oh, it was it was amazing. I love the kid. He's got he's got some guts. Yeah. So right now they're two and two. Uh, yeah. He. He didn't start the first game, which was a loss. So he's two and one as a starter. Is geez, I mean, it seems to me like it's his job to lose at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't really think he has any competition, but I don't think that he needs to worry about it either. Um, well, I mean, he's got competition for my zombie apocalypse doomsday partner Ryan Fitzpatrick. Apparently, is he coming back anytime soon? Well, no, I don't know. Um, I just mean like yeah. when when he comes back. I'm just curious on, like, I, I don't think he, Fitzpatrick gets the job back as of right now. As of right now, no. Um, and I think that's because Heineke would be viewed as the future anyway. And if he's doing well, then why would they take him out? It's only going to yep. hurt. Um, <laughs> however, me and one of my friends have always had this theory um, that whenever Ryan Fitzpatrick is your backup quarterback, you are for some reason, not going to be able to play. Um, and we went back as far, like, at, like all of his NFL teams into college, and it was, like, 13 times that he was the backup quarterback and became the starter. So who knows? <laughs> it was kind of insane to, like, watch it. I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is he doing? Like, he always ends up being the starter. <laughs> and obviously, um, McLaurin, he's a must-start. Yes. Do you Always. think there's uh, – I, I know we were both kind of high on McKissick. What are your thoughts on Antonio Gibson? Is he someone – I mean, his his rushes have, have gone down. He's Week one was 20, and then the last three weeks were 13, 12, and 14. And he doesn't really make – have a huge role in the passing game, a couple catches a game. Is he still the number one running back? Yeah. I, I'm continuing to start Gibson – 
Um, I, I, I won't until he starts getting like current Gaskin numbers or like Zeke last year numbers. Um, And I, I think that he is definitely a goal line back. And so for that reason, I will keep him in. Um, That's the same reason like you would have Latavius Murray on your team last year. So um, I am sticking with Gibson. Um, JD McKissick has like a niche and um, you know, like that's why people start Kareem Hunt and Chubb. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with Gibson. Yeah, um, I just realized I didn't even open up my notes before that I actually have some more takeaways from this week. Because uh, I'm not, I wasn't smart and I didn't look ahead. Um, one of them is that I think Jalen Hurts' job is safe. There's been some rumors. Um, well, first of all, about Deshaun Watson, but also they traded for. Um, Mustache McGee, what's his name there? Uh, Minshew in the off season, <laughs> but nothing's happened with. I mean, they're one and three, so that's obviously not good. But yeah. besides week two, he hasn't really had a bad game. Um, for fantasy, obviously, he's going to be startable as long as he has a job because he gets those extra rushing yards. But in, I'm not concerned about him losing the job. Well, I'm I'm not concerned about him losing the job, but um, a lot of that also has to do with the fact that I, I I've said this before too. Like they didn't take wins out for how long? Like <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, so I don't know why Minshew is sitting on <laughs> the bench of somebody's team. I feel like there are other places that he could have gone to have actually been valuable. Um, yeah. I don't see Minshew as a backup quarterback, and I don't know why he is. I know there's got to be at least five teams he could start for. He could be starting for the Steelers tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that'd be <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, my next takeaway is that Cordell Patterson is the best running back on Atlanta. Ooh, I love it. I, I had him on my bench, and it hurt my feelings. Oh, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, my bench in one of my leagues this week outscored my regular team <laughs> with a quarterback and a defense and a kicker. So, um, not great for me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Mike Davis, to me, last year he was a little underwhelming also. Um, but I don't think he has any help with that line. And Cordell Patterson just has so many – you have so many more different options that you can mm-hmm. use him as. Um, so I think that his value will continue to be high because he's going to be harder to defend. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been a huge Mike Davis fan. And Cordell, he's getting like seven touches a game. Um, I mean, 11 touches a game, which isn't like spectacular. But the way that they're using him, they're getting him in space. And when he's in space, he can make stuff happen, which we've seen. I mean, he's not going to get three touchdowns uh, in a single game for the rest of his career, probably. But <laughs> I, if he's your flex, I don't hate that in a PPR yeah, I mean, I'm gonna start. I'm starting him in my standard this week, so I'm taking Chuba out and putting Cordell in. Um, mad at myself because I flip flopped on them last week. I just picked up Chuba so nobody else could get him, and then I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna start him because I took him," and I'm mad. <laughs> I'm upset with myself. <laughs> my next, my next take is more of a question. Okay. For you, what do you think of Randall Randall Cobb's role with the Packers? 
I love it. Um, on Friday, me and Steve were talking and, you know, Steve was like, oh, like it's going to be Amari Rogers. And I was like, why wouldn't it be Alan Lazard? And like, duh, we all forgot about Randall Cobb, right? <laughs> and like, I, it did like come to my mind, like, oh, is it is it going to be Cobb? But just because of his use lately, like really wasn't that high. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I love it for him. I'm happy he's back. I've always loved Cobb. I wore my Cobb jersey on Sunday. Um, do I think it's going to continue? Maybe, but I'm not throwing him in my fantasy lineup. Yeah. Do you, do you think he's worth as a, a flyer on a bench in a PPR league? Not yet. Okay. And then my last player that caught my eye is someone who I've been talking about for three years. So I'm glad he's finally doing well. And that's Dawson Knox. Yeah. Um, he's, he has four touchdowns already. That's mm-hmm. obviously not sustainable, but he is also a touchdown threat. I mean, he's he's a red zone threat. They have so many good weapons. I'm glad that they're targeting him and he's making the best of it. Yeah. He's he's someone that I would if I'm have one tight end, I wouldn't mind bench uh, having him on my bench as a flyer. His role could pick up. Um he's I just agree. someone he interests me, yeah. Yeah, um, he's definitely like that tight end that you would want to put in when the receivers in Buffalo have a tougher matchup mm-hmm. um, or when they're playing Tampa Bay. <laughs> so yeah, I have Gusecki in this week for that very reason. Um, so. I'm, I'm not even sure that Diggs is still like uh, a number one. I, th- I think there's a lot more spreading out of the offense this year than there has been in years past. Yeah, well, they have a lot of threats in Buffalo. Um, it's kind of just like the Arizona right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Diggs is the number one, though. I think that's silly of you. Well, I think he's number one in their <laughs> offense. I spent like fantasy wise. I don't oh. don't think he's a number one fantasy wide receiver. Uh, he's probably like outside the top twelve, closer to like the fifteen to twenty, probably. Maybe there's a Maybe. lot of game left, though. I know, I know. <laughs> Do you, do you have any other takeaways from, from the week? Um, yeah, let's talk about um, Kansas City running back situation. Sure. So <laughs> I saw a meme the other, like last week, and it was, it basically was like, oh, like if, you know, Mahomes can't win, it's because of Hilaire. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they did use Williams this week a lot more. So, are we thinking it's going to be committee? Are we thinking that they just wanted to change it up for this specific game and this specific win? Um, it's, it's, I think he is a game script running back. Um, in my opinion, Hilaire, that is, he's the number one running back on the team, but I just, Maybe they're the same way as me. I don't see him as a uh, goal lineback, which I'm pretty sure that's a confident thing I can say that he's not a goal lineback. But he, he in the red zone, he can still be very useful. But when it comes to actually like short yardage stuff, he is not performing when they need short yards this year. Yeah, I agree. And it almost makes me feel like he was drafted too high this year too. Yeah, I in one league, I drafted him with like I think it was a twelfth pick, and I regret it. Uh, but <laughs> he he fits in an Andy Reid 
offense really well, mm-hmm. except he just doesn't have the the hard nose running that Andy Reid normally requires. He does all the other stuff really well that Reid likes, but they they yeah they got to take him out at the goal line unless they put him out wide and do some trickery. Um, I don't know if Darrell Williams is rosterable right now. I mean, he's rosterable, sure. He's owning like twenty three percent of leagues. So I guess he's rosterable, but he'd be my last bench piece right now. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, it's a little bit too risky, in my opinion, to put him. Yeah, in. and the the receivers on the team and the tight ends on the team are going to get most of the work too. It's almost like this is a rare offense where running backs are almost completely an afterthought. So yeah, I'd I'd avoid Pretty all. Yeah, I I'd avoid all Kansas City running backs if I could. If you can move Ceh for a number one running back, I definitely would. Hmm. What would else you, you get? Ceh oh. for Edmonds or Connor right now? Huh, Edmonds is close, but probably not, just because even though there's a lot of weapons in Kansas City, I can I think the weapons in Arizona are going to take a lot more touches away from Edmonds than CEH. But I mean, this is going to be two of the funnest offenses this year, but I think I'd, I'd stick with Hilaire in that instance. All right. Well, I think you answered your own question from earlier then. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have any other takes? Um, Not that I can think of right now. We okay. Can move on. So we're going to move on to the, the rookie quarterback impressions um so i guess this this podcast by default because of bryce favorite rookie qb is zach wilson um he had i arguably his best game i i mean i'm week one was pretty good but this i think this was his best game uh, in Mm -hmm. almost every way do you think he has any fantasy role at all this year or like how deep will the league have to be to start him in a non-injury bye week um mm, maybe it depends on the matchup um but definitely i I mean it would have to be a bye week in a 12 or 14 team league i i just don't trust him enough um, you know, like I, I loved watching him this week where Corey Davis is going and he's just like pointing like, nope, further. Yep. we're like, we're, we're really going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that we're watching him come into his own, but I don't think he's fantasy ready yet. Yeah. The QB. So I, you know, we always compare rookie QBs to other QBs, but the one I don't hear mentioned that I see a lot of in him is Brett Favre. Um, with total the total opposite moral character of Brett Favre, but uh, when it comes to on the field, I I just see a lot of like this gunslinger who's not afraid to make any throw, and you know, slightly more often it goes well than it goes bad. Sure. So so I I, I think that's exciting, but yeah, this year I'm with you. I don't besides a bye week or an injury or even a two QB league. Like if he's my number two QB in a two QB league, I don't feel totally great. Right. Um. So how about Trevor Lawrence? He played our our darling Cincinnati Bengals. He he had a good week too. He didn't throw like this is his least amount of throws in a week, and maybe that's why he had the his best passing rating. Mm-hmm. Passing rating, 
do you see him as a viable fantasy quarterback? I, I also don't see him as a viable fantasy quarterback yet. Um, I I do think that this week we got to see more of what Trevor Lawrence should be doing, where he gets mm-hmm. to run around a little bit more. Yeah. Um, he I feel like he had a little bit looser of a leash, and um, and it was good for him. So he he definitely needs like more development in his own role. Um, and and we'll see from there what ends up happening. Um, you know, he could he could really surprise us by the end of the year, but I think it really just depends on coaching and maybe just um, team building in general. Yeah, obviously he's athletic, but watching him run is like so awkward. <laughs> like his legs are just so long, and like with the high socks, it. I, I don't. He he looks athletic, like he is athletic, but he looks. I don't know, like a baby giraffe, like learning to walk. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on the value of him. So yeah. we had a new rookie QB named QB number one. Uh, and that's for the Bears. That's Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah. The, the first couple of weeks, he looked completely lost. Mm-hmm. This week, uh, you know, he only had 17 attempts, but he looked a lot better than what we've seen. He still does, hasn't thrown a touchdown. He's rushed a touchdown this season, but he hasn't yeah. thrown a touchdown. But do you, like he now, it's probably safe that he's not going to give us, like they're not going to take a rookie's job away, I, I don't think. Maybe. Yeah, they could. I, know. Um, I know. It's the Bears. They could do anything. But right. <laughs> when it comes to the other rookie QBs, do you feel safer with him? right now or is he just kind of same same tier as those other guys i might feel oh can i interrupt with some breaking news that you might like oh yes the packers of giant have are signing jalen smith uh, who, who the cowboys cut uh and i'm jealous i want, i was hoping the patriots would make that move whoa hey things are happening i was so disappointed <laughs> earlier and now it's it's better i feel better. i'd rather i'd rather have jalen smith than Stefan Gilmore at this point. Well, um, he's a little bit of a troublemaker. I know. And also <laughs> Gilmore probably fits more of what your needs are, especially with Jair Hurt. Yeah. Um, but just the upside there, if if he can get it together. He will. He's going to do it. I, yeah. I mean, he's got good leadership around him. I don't know if he had that same leadership in the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say Bakhtiari will whip him into shape. Yeah. I hear he just terrifies players into being really <laughs> great. So, so Justin Fields. Yeah, um, I I think that I like if you're making me pick rookie quarterbacks, I think I might actually take Wilson over him. Yeah, and I think I would also take Mac Jones over him. Okay. Um, but like this week though, I actually like I was looking at him and I was like, he doesn't look scared anymore he looks almost so confident that he's like bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I mean, like we could see, um, him to start to like almost like build in that confidence and start, you know, really throwing the ball around. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch. So while we, while we're talking about Mac Jones, it was a good week for him. It, the numbers are better than it felt when I was watching the game. At a certain point, they just decided that they were going to give up on the running game against the Bucks, and he hung in there. And 
you know, he has a 70% completion rate this season, which for rookies is really good. But yeah. he, has, he has like no air yards. Uh, week, what was it? His worst week, New Orleans. He tried to go deep and it didn't go well. That was by far his worst week. Uh, he, he was only 58% completions, uh, three interceptions. Is there, I mean, obviously in real football, I don't mind having a game manager that is going to have 38 yard, pa- eight yard passes or whatever in fantasy. Does like, are you going to win any, like is, is it worth having a quarterback that is just going to be safe well, I mean, all Brady does is throw passes for ten yards at a time. So I guess, but Brady, th- <laughs> I'm, Brady throws touchdown passes. I guess Mac has like four. Tu- he has one a week right now, so I guess he throws touchdown passes. But well, give it time. I mean, he he went thirty-one for forty, um, so that's not terrible. Um, well, let the record show that it wasn't the Bostonian who brought up Tom Brady when I when we were talking about Mac Jones. <laughs> Stephen will lose his mind. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's true though. (laughs) No, I know. Um, (laughs) So, you know, and then also like with his completion percentage too, it was better than Lamar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think just let him do his thing right now. Um, You know, if he can turn those into touchdowns, then you, I mean, it's pretty safe. This week they're facing Houston, who has had a surprisingly good defense Mm -hmm. and two of their offensive linemen on new England are on the COVID list this week. Mm. Would you start him this week? If he, if like you didn't have a top 10 quarterback, do you think that there's a chance against Houston? He can put up some points. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, you, you're, right now, you're just looking at like what the Bills just did to Houston, right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, those games have been a little bit lower scoring. And if we're not seeing him throwing touchdowns, then I would say no. Yeah. There's but a, well, that Jacoby Myers touchdown is coming this week. And I know. say that until it happens. <laughs> this this be would be the week to do it. There's got to be good odds, like that every week if you put money on him getting a touchdown, that it's worth it uh, until he does. <laughs> so there is a quarterback in Trey Lance who isn't having the completion percentage that these other guys are, but he also is running the hell out of the ball. Yeah, he's going to start this week uh, uh-huh. against Arizona. Tough matchup. I'm always, I'm always just like see these Russian quarterbacks, and in fantasy, I want to throw them in. Um, is there any chance you would start Trey Lance uh, against Arizona this week? Like, if they're down enough, and he, they just let him go in the backyard and sling it and run around, is there a game plan where he's getting twenty-five fantasy points this week? Yeah, why not? You have Devo Samuel, <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah That's I true. Think... And, and no running backs <laughs> so yeah like... <laughs> yeah i mean i think that like out of well and you have you have kitty too who hasn't been doing that well but um, yep. could be doing better so i think that out of all of the rookies that i would start trey lance over all of them he would be my like rookie pick of start yeah i just um i just look at those weapons like 
his physical weapons, his tools, and like it. That's always what kills me in fantasy. I I see this upside in, but I I'm kind of with you this week that I think it's gonna be fun watching these two quarterbacks. Like they're two of my favorite quarterbacks already. Um, it's gonna be like the game of the week. I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I I would start Trey Lance over Daniel Jones. What? what? Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one. All right, so we're gonna do pickups. Okay. Um, slash, I guess, or trade targets is kind of the same thing. Um, people that you would target that generally aren't like highly owned. Um, we go position by position. So, do you have any quarterbacks on your list? Um. Not really. Um, right now, like I think one of the only quarterbacks that I would be looking at that isn't highly owned but should be would be Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, beyond that, um, not really. I think right now we're too early in where bye weeks haven't happened yet, so people are just kind of like holding on to their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So there's not really a bunch of people available. And there's not many that I would pick up to put in over anybody like you maybe would have drafted Yeah. right now. I have two on my list that I would pick up, but I wouldn't pay a price to uh, trade for them. Or I also wouldn't give up my waiver spot, which already it's cleared this week, so you won't have to. But Taylor Henneke is only 11% owned. Uh, oh, we yeah. talked about him. Yeah, I love him. And Sam Donald's only 33% owned. Um mm. Those are guys where if they are your number two QB, I'd be thrilled. If you have to start them, I wouldn't be fearful. Um, I assume if you're starting them, you probably have really good rest of your roster because you waited on quarterback. Yeah. Um, but those guys, I mean, they could put up big weeks any week. So. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, they they both put up big weeks last week. So, um, I mean, they were both top six. So, um, I like, I, yeah, you're right. Heineke, I did totally forgot about. Um, and I, I would definitely <laughs> take him. I've thought about it a couple of times. Um, I just, I can't, I can't do it yet. I know. <laughs> even though I really want to. <laughs> I think even if you wait a week, he'll still be there next week. I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> um, so how about running backs? I don't know. Like all year I was like, there are so many running backs that you just, don't really know what's going to happen right now yeah actually let me rephrase this question yeah there's three that well i formed my list but there's three that stick out in my mind as injury replacements and i just want you to rank them for me okay so there's damien williams Mm -hmm. um who is backing up david montgomery and probably going to be the starter for three to four weeks yep it seems uh samaji p ryan and khalil Herbert, who are both on the Bengals. Joe Mixon, it's unsure if he's going to play, but he also has a history of... Yeah, standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has a history of missing games. So yep. um, if you were to, like, put... fab, Do you ever do fab leagues? I do not. Oh. Okay, so if you... if you, Let's say you had, like, 100% budget you could spend on free agents this year. Is there, like... What, how do you rank these three of, like... How much would you spend on each one of them? Um, I think with not really knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, who the Bengals' actual backup is, that I, I would just like stay away from that altogether. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, like, P. Ryan's been there before, right? When when um, 
Mixon's got hurt and he wasn't really used that much. Um, so I, if I'm, if I'm choosing between those three, I would be taking Williams and then the other two, like one or the other, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, I maybe would just take Herbert just for like fun. Like, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm in a 16 team league that every single running back is owned. Um, and I wouldn't mind having Herbert as a flyer, just like on my bench. If it cost me like $2 of my $100. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for him. But at the same time, I I've never been a huge Smart JP Ryan fan. Um, his rookie year, I kind of bought into the hype a little bit, but same. not since then. Yeah, same. Yeah. So and and Williams has proved himself before. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's like the safest bet, um, especially um, being with Fields right now. And they were running a lot last week and it ended up working out pretty well for them. So that's that would be my top pick. And then the final running back I have is someone that I'm really high on and also like really confused on, and that's Kenneth Gainwell. Mm-hmm. For PPR, I like what he's doing, um, and it's not. I have faith in Miles Sanders, and I don't know why. Um, he seems to be picking away at Miles Sanders' touches. Yeah, um, he is. And it like it almost seems like Miles Sanders barely exists anymore. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, so like the first couple of weeks, I was like, I'm not gonna pick up on this game well hype. Like it's probably just a fluke. Um, but now I am picking up on the game well hype a little bit, uh, especially when like Boston Scott last year filled in for Miles mm-hmm. Sanders, and he did a pretty good job. Um, and Gainwell is even getting touches ahead of him. So yeah. um, there definitely has to be more there that we're not seeing and he's doing a pretty good job. I would, I would definitely, um, if I had injuries and I had some receivers to get rid of, I would try to get him. Yeah. His carries have gone down since week one, uh, but his receptions have shot up. So it definitely seems like they are working in schemes to get him in the game. Uh, so I'm just excited to see what he can do. And I like these guys that are like these little, I don't know, bowling balls that kind of get in space, like in the passing game and, and can make things happen. Mm-hmm. He's just a fun guy to root for. Um, and Miles Sanders, like you're saying, like <laughs> there's no proof he exists anymore. Like he, <laughs> he's like Bigfoot. We just hear rumors of this guy that, that who knows what. Yeah, well, have... I think oh. that um, when you have a mobile quarterback like Hertz, mm-hmm. the defense is so concerned about him just like busting off and running that they forget about that pass catching running back. So I think oh, yeah. in that scenario, Gainwell is very valuable also. Yeah, and you see like, for instance, when they roll out the direction of the running back that the person who's on them has to decide if they're going to pursue the running back or cover the running back or pursue the quarterback. And that's mm-hmm. also a lot of like really cheap receptions that just pile up absolutely and, I mean, even Hertz... if he's only getting five yards i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> especially in ppr that's 1.5 hertz has definitely improved in his passing too but i think i i'm still not totally confident on like his being like a, a deep passer but he he is like making use of his short receivers um and letting them make plays so yeah um do you have any other running backs 
Um, like that you would be picking up in place of others, you mean? Like yeah, those just like picks. low-owned guys that you're kind of into. Um, Latavius Murray right now for Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with them just being like, yeah, Nat Tyson, you're just gonna chill this week. We're, in- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he wasn't even active to play. Um, I Latavius Murray is a goal line back anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's gonna be trusted let's trust him. Um, I, th- I think if the, the coaching staff is trusting him to do it, that we need to trust him too. Would you cut Tyson Williams or would you hold on to him hoping that he improves the places that they're seeing these holes? I'm holding on to him right now. Yeah. We will see. Yeah, I think um, I'm with you. Yeah, it, just a couple of weeks. Um, if he doesn't see anything this week and next, like see you later. But mm-hmm. I, I will keep him for a couple of weeks. In my eyes, he's like clearly the most talented player with the ball in his hands for their running backs. But so many of the fundamental things that Harbaugh wants is yeah. the things that's keeping him off the field. So mm-hmm. I think they'd be happy just having Marty, who can pass block, who can you know fall for three yards if he needs to. He can catch, yeah. um, like he and he doesn't fumble even close as much as Tyson fumbles. Um, so right. I think. Tyson's going to have to do a lot, I think, to win that job back. Yeah, well, I also like the value of um, Le'Veon Bell being there with Tyson because mm-hmm. I feel like they're built really similarly, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like um, if he listens, he would have a lot to learn from Bell. I mean, I don't even know if Bell is willing to give up his I know. <laughs> his tips and tricks. Who knows? Um, but I, I do like having them together um, and maybe – we can see some value in Tyson go up because of that education. Um, I mean, like Bell's a vet now, so like how much pride can he really have left? Yep. Um, any wide receivers that catch your eye? Um, oh, I don't know right now. Um, like I said last week, you know, with Rondale Moore and Waddle, um, I think at this point I still – I like Waddle a little bit more mm-hmm. because they they basically only have him and Parker. And um, I, I I think that Waddle will be, have more use. Um, I think that Rondale, like, I, he'll get some points here and there, but it's going to be random. I wouldn't trust him. I am digging what's happening in Vegas. I think Hunter Renfro might be the guy. What do yeah. you think? No, I think like possession wise, he is the the safety valve. Um, they obviously have some big play receivers, but yeah, yeah. I I like him. I think he is uh, available in a lot of leagues. I think he's owned in like forty percent of leagues, so he's someone they could definitely target, and you could start him every week as a as a number two wide receiver flex play in a PPR league, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Another one that I'm. I don't necessarily believe in, but is getting more snaps than Allen Robinson, and that is down the Mooney. Mooney. Yeah. Is he someone that you have faith in? Yeah, I like Mooney. I liked him last year, too. Um, He's your Cole Beasley, and um, pretty much no matter what, Beasles puts up points. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like Mooney a lot. Um, I started kind of watching him a little bit more last year, and I was like, "Yeah, that guy's that guy's gonna be getting a lot of fantasy points." 
I, I do I do like Mooney. It does seem like with the their they don't have a big play like they don't have someone that fits Allen Robinson style as much when it comes to a quarterback, but it seems like Fields kind of and Mooney work well together in the, in his style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it's interesting because I was really high on Allen Robinson this year, and Mooney's really scaring me because of how much I invest in Allen Robinson. Yeah, I uh, I was not buying Allen Robinson. Uh, as a matter of fact, in one of my leagues, he sat there forever, and I still wouldn't I still wouldn't take him. Um, I didn't take Mooney either. But um, yeah, I, I felt as though Robinson would take a hit this year. Um, he's also not like the best with injuries, mm-hmm. so I I was like, nah, I'm just gonna skip him. Um, but yeah, what about my boy Quintus Cephas? Yeah. Did you did you invest? I did not. I I still won't. I just I kind of like the pick. Um, I, I like him for fantasy for DraftKings. Yep. Um, he is a really good like you know if you're trying to spend some money on other players like he's a nice safe flyer that's going to get you like twelve fifteen points um, for a very low price. Um, also in PPR he was right at the same line as. Devonte Adams this week, so yeah. that says a lot, I think. Yeah, I have one more wide receiver, um, and that is AJ Green. Well, mm. the old man still got it. Yeah, I, I, it, it, he looked good. Um, he looked like you know the old AJ Green. Yeah. Speaking of hot takes, I had one last week that had some people uh and uh mad at me, and that's that <laughs> I think. DeAndre Hobson's is going to be closer to a number two receiver than a top five receiver this yeah. year. And it's not anything about his skill or his talent. I just think that that offense has so many options for Kyler that he's just not going to mm-hmm. get the volume he gets. I mean, right now, him and Green are tied for targets. And Edmonds is only one behind. And I forget there was one other player who was only one behind. It might have been more. I don't remember. But they had four guys that were, like, within one target of each other. Yeah, well, and and, and you also have Christian Kirk, who... Um, oh, I love Kyler, Christian Kirk. Yeah, Kyler went to college. He did college with yeah. him. So he likes him a lot. Last year, watching Hopkins and Kyler on the sidelines, they do not get along. Um, yeah. I do not think that Kyler likes when Devon, or, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is, like, telling him any advice at all. Um, so I, I, I feel like the production for Hopkins is going down for the simple fact that they aren't connected. Mm-hmm. And so. I, I also think that last year Hopkins was his only red zone threat mm-hmm. uh, in green. And Hopkins plays bigger than he is. Green's yeah. just big. Um, yeah. <laughs> like he has a legit guy that he can just you know, throw it up to and hope he makes the plays. He doesn't have to be the fastest guy if he has the advantage over the cornerbacks. Um, so I think that's also going to cut down into a big part of his volume because Hopkins was almost the only red zone target he had last year. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's rough because I don't, I don't like watching Hopkins um, basically like dwindle because I don't think that he's reaching that point yet. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if he was on a lot of other teams 
um, that he would just be the guy still and he would be putting up numbers. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, like it's a super big bummer to watch him not be putting up these numbers just because he's in Arizona. But I yeah. think that's why it is. So we're at about 50 minutes. So I'm going to skip the rest of the segments and go right to questions um, okay. so we can answer our wonderful listener questions. Uh, this first one is from our friend Bryce, actually. For some reason, he has three tight ends. <laughs> he's in a 14-team league. And he doesn't want to hold more than two. So he wants to know who he should start, keep, and drop between Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, and Dalton Schultz. Uh, okay, I'll pick one and you pick one. How about that? For for <laughs> keeping? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Jared Cook, keep. Yep. Yeah, I think I think Henry's the guy to drop. Like I think Cook and Schultz just have more volume. Um, Henry had a good game last week, but like you are saying about mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, uh, they don't really stop tight ends. He's going to be very, yep. very touchdown dependent. Uh, last week I was talking about how much I like Schultz and, and he paid off this week. I think he's going to, he's a good safety valve uh, that's very under the radar for his price. Like he might be a good DraftKings guy too. I bet his price is dirt cheap. Yeah, he's pretty cheap. Uh, last last week I don't think he was, but oh. um, I do, yeah, I, I, I like. Jared Cook, he's just he's massive. Um, mm-hmm. I think he works really well with Herbert. Um, I think like if we're going to like compare, like I mean, Jared Cook just came from the Saints, and I think that um, the Chargers have like that big throwing play style. So Jared Cook is still going to fit in really well with them, um, and he's he's been putting up decent numbers even when he's not having like a giant week, like he did last week, he's still going to get you like that 7.5, which is better than Kittle's been doing. So I'm definitely starting cook and keeping Schultz as like Mm -hmm. my little back pocket guy. Our next question is not a question at all. It's from Joe who I'm in a league with uh, in one of the overstated (laughs) leagues. He says, I don't have a question. I just want to say, I love my team so much. I have the best team in the league. I will win and everyone will congratulate me. I can't wait. Do you want me to tell you his team and you can pick it apart if you want, or do we just want to let him have that statement and not? We're not going to let him have that. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So, <laughs> so this is a 12-team league. First quarterback, he's Kyler. Okay. Uh, wide receivers, he's Devontae and Hopkins. He has Debo. He went very. He went zero uh, RB. And then he yeah, has clearly. Marvin Jones and Aguilar. So his running backs are James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Trey Sermon, James Conner. Okay. Uh, so so tell Joe if you think he will or won't win the league this year. Um, oh, and he has Waller and Fant as his tight ends. Oh, he actually has a really great team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess for me, it's um, my struggle every single week would be, like, picking the right wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And that one would be rough. And like, especially like with those big names, like you can't be like, oh, like they've only allowed this many points to receivers this year. Cause like, if you want to know who doesn't care about that, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so running backs also, it's like, I did not like the Fournette pick um, all, at all this year. I, I did like it better than the Rojo pick, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, he's underwhelming to me, um, especially like, if you were drafting him higher than you maybe needed to just because you were in like desperation mode um, after picking up all those wide receivers. Yeah, that's what worries me. He he has so many good wide receivers, but it's impossible to get running backs in this league. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be confident. To, like, I'm always someone who goes running back, running back. In the, this yep. particular draft, it was my last one. So I'm like, I'm going to do something different. I took Kelsey and uh, Saquon. I had the turn. I had 12 and 13 for picks. And even that, like, I feel like I'm struggling at running back. Uh, and I have Harris. I have Moss. I have Carter. Um, and I just don't know if there is a lot of room for him to trade one of these wide receivers to get a decent running back. If, if any, like if Robinson gets hurt, he's screwed. Um, yeah. I mean, Robinson's definitely coming into his own right now. I know. So. He's looking good right now. Um, yeah. I, I would just be more confident with a better second running back, I guess, but no, he's got a good team. Yeah, it is. All right. So the next question, uh, this person needs a long shot running back. Don't we all? Uh-huh. Somebody that's on the IR that might come back or uh, steal carries, and they said like Jeff Wilson in San Francisco. Okay. Do we know if it's um, PPR or not? Um, he didn't say. Okay. Uh, I have a couple on my list, and um, if you have some right there, you, you can give me some, or you can play off the ones I have or have some off the top of your head. Okay. Go ahead. Um, kind of bringing up a list. So one I have that I think is really cheap, uh, and it's worth a flyer is Ramondi Stevenson of the Patriots. If because uh, White's out and yep. JJ fumbled last week, they like Bolden uh, because he's safe. I don't think if they want to win, they'll stick with Bolden and obviously Harris. But other guys like that, um, Naheem Hines. We talked mm-hmm. about Kenneth Gainwell, Jamal Williams. They're all good PPR guys that are getting enough play to be startable in a PPR as a number two running back. Yeah. Um. And then, AJ Dillon, I know gets a lot of love, but he like wasn't owned a ton. You would know yeah. better than me. I, I'm not super confident in his role right now, but I could see his role expanding throughout the season. Yeah, uh, he got a lot of touches last week. Um, I yeah. think he got almost as many as Aaron Jones did. Okay. Um, I I don't know if that's like gonna continue a ton, um, or if he's just gonna kind of be taking that burden off when he can. Um, as far as yeah, like I was I was gonna say, um, if you can get Hines, I mm-hmm. think he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, Malcolm Brown, yeah. If you can get Malcolm Brown, get Malcolm Brown because guess who's not doing well? I know you know the answer because you have him and you're worried about him. It's Gaskin. Yeah. I'm very worried about him. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good. Um, I actually like Malcolm Brown uh, this draft anyway. I actually took him um, as one of like my last last round picks. I, I've dropped him by now, but um, I do think that Malcolm Brown was inevitably going to be the number one running back there yeah. if Gaskin struggled at all. So, All right, so what? this is from Alex. I don't know if it's his last one is from the last one is from Daniel. Oh no. Nope. Who was the last one from? Yeah, Daniel, a different Daniel. Uh sorry, I'm jumping around because I screenshot these out of order. So this <laughs> one's from Jess. A player who has done nothing so far, but you're targeting the second half of the season for success as a, tra- as a trade target. For me, there's a lot of wide receivers that you can do mm-hmm. this with, but not a lot of other positions. Um I really like Bateman. Who hasn't played at all? He's a rookie. Um, for the Ravens, he's been on the IL. Obviously, Michael Thomas, if you can target him. Then Elijah Moore, Odell Beckham, Landry, and AJ Brown are guys that haven't done a lot. 
Um, the last three might be expensive, but uh, there might be owners that are souring on them that I think. I mean, Brown uh, Landry got dropped in one of my leagues that I picked him up in. Um, so guys like that are guys that I would target. Yeah, I, I do think a lot of them will be rostered. Like, I I don't think that there's one league that I'm in that doesn't have Michael Thomas just chilling on their bench, yep. uh, especially if you still have an IR spot, um, yep. which a lot of leagues do. Um, he mentioned, like, he's okay with trading for somebody. Do you think that the value is there? Like, do you think someone who has Michael Thomas is sitting on him knowing that, like, they have what could be one of the top wide receivers? Do you think they're – like, I guess yeah. it depends on what their record is this year, right, if they want to – try to get something out of it now or hold on to him. Yeah. I mean, he could be trade bait. Um, yeah. So if, if you have something that you think that they may want for Michael Thomas, try it out. Um, otherwise I, I also really like, um, Oh man. Uh, KJ Osborne for Minnesota. Yep. Um, so Minnesota's never really had a third wide receiver before, like since cousins has been there anyway. Um, and he is getting targets, um, catches is, it depends on the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I, I do think that KJ Osborne is going to get a little bit more work in that offense. And, um, I, I like him as an option, um, that I don't think anybody looked at when we were drafting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, um, Kyle wants, wants to know when you have me on so I can t- bitch about my six teams. Uh, I don't think we're going to give up our spots for Kyle. What do you think about that? <laughs> nah, sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> Only positivity here. Yep. This is, a, this, is a different, <laughs> this is a different Daniel. He wants to know Darnold, uh, the over under of additional rushing touchdowns this year. So right now he has five. Mm, I actually didn't even know he had that many. Yeah. Oh. He leads the league right now. Um, I think if he gets five, like you'll be lucky if he gets five the rest of the year, which I'd be happy if he had 10 rushing touchdowns for a season for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, for me, I think that's the over under is five additional running touchdowns. Um, but in general, do you, what do you think about his rushing numbers? Do you think that's something that's sustainable at all? Um, I should say, sorry. I should say that since McCaffrey's been down, mm-hmm. he has had eight and six rushes, but before McCaffrey was injured, he had six for the season. Uh, and that's exactly what I was going to say is um, now that McCaffrey's down, is he just running more because he has to? Or now that he's running more, when McCaffrey comes back, are they going to use him as a trap to mm-hmm. get Darnold more rushes? Um, I I think if you're going to trust somebody running the ball, you're going to trust McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's also going to be, you know, like they're not going to want to get their quarterback hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. With what you're saying about McCaffrey, in my opinion, first of all, he's running right now because he's because ha- he has to. Yeah. But also, they're not stacking the box like they would with McCaffrey there. Like, they're not as concerned about a rushing attack, obviously. So he's. Mm-hmm being able to take advantage of that which is good that he's being able to find things to take advantage of but i think when mccaffrey comes back the offense is going to look a whole lot different than it has looked the last two weeks yeah i i agree and um like give all darnold all the props in the world for um actually like using that to his advantage Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i i would think like i'm sure he'll get a couple more rushing touchdowns this year um five already though like that would what put him at like 20 for the year nah um, for for what rushing touchdowns yeah if we're like at, at 
at the rate oh, he's at going this right pace. now. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so there's no way he's going to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could. He could maybe get 10. I'm going to say 8. Yeah, like 3 more. Yeah. Yeah. For fun. So this is something we already talked about, but what's the outlook rest of season for Cordell Patterson? Is he a startable RB2 every week? Will he turn back into a pumpkin? Seems like a wide range of outcomes. That's from Alex. I would say that I don't think his outcomes are actually that wide range. I think the three touchdowns is an outlier, <laughs> first of all. Um, don't expect that as part of his range because that's not going to happen again. But <laughs> I think in a PPR, in my opinion, he's a startable running back two every week. Yeah, um, I think even in standard, he is. Um, right now, he's the guy that's getting touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I am going to just say that he is the guy that's getting touchdowns. Um, because he can be a running back or a wide receiver. Uh, he has a lot more options, and it's harder for a defense to cover it. So um, I like Patterson. I am throwing him in my lineup this week because mm-hmm. I'm not going to make the same mistake that I made last week. Yeah. So- <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think, like, it's three touchdowns, but maybe one a week, um, at least some yards. So last week I recommended him a lot, and I wish I took my own advice. But when I talked about him, I was saying how how many teams in the past have tried to have this sort of like running back wide receiver hybrid that hasn't worked out. Yeah. And just something about him, um, he's not built like a running back. No. And something about him, he like just it works. Uh, and I don't think it's the Falcons that find a way. Like I mean, the Patriots kind of found a way to make this work for him, and then he's gone to a couple different teams. Um, so. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, I like say he it's... even did stuff in Chicago last yeah. year, and it was you know last year in Chicago. So um... yeah, I think if like he's probably if you have him, you probably got him cheap, and like it's just so good to have someone that you paid probably nothing for that you can rely on every week. Um, I'll yeah. roll with it as long as you can, because you're saying he's getting the touchdowns. Yeah, Ryan's... I mean, yeah, for sure, and or or trade bait. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't think that he's bad trade bait at all because nobody really knows what he's going to be doing, but right now he's doing like amazing things. So everybody's excited. So yeah. Um, yeah. He's the type of player too, where if you can get value and a return, like I'd rather get a safe player that I could depend on. Um, I'm trying to think of something that we talked about this week. I don't know. Like if, if you get a chase Edmonds for him, um, someone might do that. But at the same time, I would feel better having Chase Edmonds um, because I'd rather be wrong about Cordero Patterson and get burned a couple times than be wrong about him and have him in my lineup and like get a couple shitty weeks. So uh, I, I think I'd rather have Cordell Patterson you think so? than All Edmonds. Right. Yeah, I, I would rather have one person who's proving to be like the RB one than mm. somebody who's still fighting for that job. Like you're a committee. I would rather have the RB one. So this is the final question. Um, I think you'll love this question. It's from Tim. He said, who's going to win the Super Bowl and why is it the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> uh, I never make Super Bowl predictions this early. If I do, it's like always something ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I love my Packers. It would be really great if that would happen, but they have a little bit of work to do in defense. Um, but, you know, I, Hopefully that can happen. Um, and let me we give, just got someone today, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me give Tim some some advice I've, I've learned in my old age. Um, 
this week, I bet against the Patriots, and I bet against the Red Sox, and um, you know that way it's win-win. If either my team wins or my wallet wins, so like if I was a Packers fan, I I would I wouldn't bet on the Packers. I would bet on someone else, and then that way if the Packers win, you're happy, and if I don't know whoever I don't even know from the NFC would be the favorite. Um, maybe the Cardinals. Let's just say you bet on the Cardinals. Um, if the Cardinals win, you're happy. If the Packers win, you're happy. You have you have two teams to root for that year. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, like I'm I'm happy I lost the the Red Sox bet and they they won the wild card game. I'm not as happy I won the Patriots bet, but I'm still happier. Than if I bet on the pa- the Patriots and they lost, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I, I mean, like you still have Aaron Rodgers, so you mm-hmm. have hope. <laughs> um, so sticking with it, I, I'm actually like super pumped to see Packers versus Bengals. Um, I wanna I wanna see what Burrow is gonna be doing here, um, and I wanna see the response to what burrow does here yeah badly yeah i'm with you so that's all the time we got cool um thanks for coming on thank you for having me i hope we do it again soon indeed and uh i'll i'll let you know when it's up but keep up keep up the good work (laughs) sounds good thanks much i appreciate it bye well this is the kind of speed the explosiveness the carolina panthers are counting on on d'angelo williams a 28-yard touchdown throw for Danny Amendola. Michael Floyd. Floyd battling to get to the end zone. Floyd extends his body for the touchdown. And thank you very much. David Wilson returns the favor. For Michael Finley, heck, there were three guys on him. 